Hello and welcome to the Prickly City Podcast for August 19th, 2006. I'm Toby Kemp and here's your host, Greater Prickly City, Scott Stanis. Thank you, Toby Kemp, and thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Prickly City Podcast. I am so sorry it has been so long. There have been a number of reasons. I've been on vacation, and this will be the last Prickly City Podcast. What the hell? I hit the wrong button. I'm sorry. Thanks a lot, Kemp. Damn it. Good help is so hard to find now. I'm going to outsource. I swear to God, it's going to be like some, hello, my name is my name is Toby, and this is the Prickly City Podcast. Yeah. Are you actually going to pay them? I pay you. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> anyway, it's our last Prickly City uh, podcast here from the old Birmingham News Building. We're moving into a new building. And Toby, as some of you may know, works in IT here at the uh, Birmingham News. And Toby, how many hours have you put in uh, in the last uh, week? It's, I'm dead serious, guys. This guy has been uh, uh, working his butt off. Uh, last week, I think we were it was somewhere around 80, 80, 90 hours. Maybe. You see, in most states, that's illegal. But not here in Alabama. We're we're a right to work state. Because I mean, you were having some days where you were having five hours off between shifts. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would I would leave around like I would leave around twelve thirty at night, and then I'd be back at say six a.m. Yeah, so I could Good go home, and get a nap, take a shower, <laughs> and come back. Um, the building we're moving into is literally across the street. But uh, I've been asking people in the building, uh, uh, do you have any emotional attachment? to this building i'll ask toby do you have any emotional i mean do you feel sad about leaving here i mean you came. you've worked here over 10 years Mm -hmm. you came here a young man i've i've been here (laughs) about i've been here about 12 years good lord and (laughs) when i i have absolutely no attachment to this building whatsoever you know no feelings at all i've asked people throughout and i've been asked that a a number of times from people it's a big deal here in, in birmingham it's a big new building downtown where they're committed to staying in birmingham uh but not one person has said, boy, I really love this building. I'm going to miss it so much. I, why? I mean, why is there this total total lack of, of caring about moving from this building? I, I, I think it, this might possibly be the most impersonal building I've ever been in. Oh, there have been others. There, there are worse. There really are. I mean, every... It's, uh, every Wall, every surface in this building is the same color. Beige. Beige. Everything is beige. Kind of a gray beige. It's hard to describe. Yeah, it is. It's, it's sort it's of a soul-sapping beige. Yeah, it's <laughs> like the wall is the same color as the ceiling tiles, the same color as the floor. It's, uh, yeah, you just get no, I don't know. <laughs> it has This building has no personality. No personality, if, no character. So I don't if think... The, if the entire building looked like the publisher's office, then... People would be, you know, lining up in front of the bulldozers to keep it from being. There are down. literally brochures for the publisher's office. Uh, obviously, most people listening to this don't know or may not even care what it looks like. But it's you know the, the thick maple wood paneling with stained glass windows, and uh, I don't even know what the hell you call that on the ceiling. I, I don't know what that's called either. But I mean, the office, his office is oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, but the rest of the the rest of the building really has turned into this kind of characterless edifice and so you know like i said if, if i was retiring or, or or leaving then maybe i'd feel differently but uh oh well you know we're gonna do the show in a couple of weeks do it from the new building and uh see how that goes so in the meantime we have uh the political season has been joined in kind and the strip prickly city has been at the forefront of all this i hope or at least been somewhere in the mix and we've gotten some mail so toby what do we got 
Here we go. Okay. Yes, the political season is in swing now. (laughs) Up first, an email from a apparently nameless person. (laughs) Nameless, okay. Who who writes to us and says, Comics, funnies, you are nothing but a Republican flunky. Funny must be making fun and ridiculing people. Is that where you get your jollies really moronic and childish again? I'm assuming he's referring to your your uh, <laughs> comic strip. Yeah, uh, <laughs> work your, your in Pelosi, total. Your Nancy Pelosi strip. Uh, yeah, that got a bit of a response. Yeah, you know that's what humor is sometimes, and sometimes it's making fun of people. Sometimes it's making fun of a guy who can't pronounce mispronounce words all the time. Hmm. I'm trying to think where we derive humor from on that score. That's where humor comes from. And sometimes it's sophomoric, sometimes it's stupid, and sometimes it's not. Uh, That's what humor is. So, nameless, thanks for writing. Okay. Okay. I believe these next two emails, I think you'll get a kick out of this also. I think these also refer to the uh, Pelosi strip. Okay, great. But it's also, as, as you've said before, you get a lot of people, and you'll write a strip, you'll do a strip, and then someone will write in and say, well, you stole that from this book that was written 20 years ago by this other person who made the exact same joke. That's, okay, prepare yourself. Oh, is this, okay, let me guess. Can I get ahead of you? Go right ahead. Is this, uh, is this comparing it to the far side? One of them is. Okay, and that was an homage. Okay, first we have one from Ned, and Ned writes, Mr. Standis. Is your cartoon of today, inspired by Gary Larson's classic Farside panel, captioned the many moods of an Irish setter, or something like that, in which various moods, including suicidal, are conveyed by an identical, smiling, panting expression? Yes. Uh, I, you know, yeah, it was. Absolutely. It was an homage, and it was inspired by that gag. Yes. Okay. How can you not love Farside? Well, it was one of the great strips of all time. All right. Oh, God, what? (laughs) Whenever you start laughing like this, okay. Okay, well, apparently everyone knows the Far Side Irish Setter strip. Yes. Now, Caitlin writes to us. Caitlin or Caitlin? Caitlin. Okay. Caitlin writes to us and says, Excuse me, sir, but your Prickly City comic for today is an abomination. You clearly stole that from a Matt Gronig. I never can say his name right. Groaning. I thought it was graining. Graining. I'd see. I'd, I've never heard anyone else say. He's it. so rich, he doesn't care. Stole that from a Matt Graining comic in one of his Life in Hell books. I have them, so I know. The only difference is that you changed it from Bob Dole to Nancy Pelosi. I hope you're proud. It wasn't even that funny. I mean, it was funnier when it was original and when it was making fun of Bob Dole instead. Why not get some creativity instead of copying someone? Have a lovely day, Caitlin. <laughs> I love the ending. That's so sweet. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest. You're a plagiarizing piece of dog dung. Take care now. <laughs> well, I don't know. But see, now I don't know which came first. Did Gary Larson's come first or did Matt Groening's come first? I who th- really was being original? Well, I'll story? tell you who was being original is if you go back 50, 60, 70, 100 years from now, you're going to find an idea that's probably pretty damn s- similar to what I did what Gary did. To be perfectly honest, I'm a big fan of Matt Groening's work, and I loved, loved, loved Life in Hell. Um, I thought it was brilliant, and I don't remember that gag at all. So, I, you know, I, 
I, you know, so shame on Gary and then the shame. This isn't a shame. It's homage. Humor is humor. I mean, there's satire. And if you fessed up to the Larson one, you'd, be, you'd fess up to the Graining one as well. Oh, yeah. I don't, I honestly don't remember that one. It was, as I said, it was inspired by that. It was, I, 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 I hoped it was obviously inspired by that. And clearly it was. People got it. So, um, you know, humor, uh, you know, on television and movies, you know, humor bases itself. It's like any other literature. It just builds on itself, and that's how that's how it works. So yes, it was an homage to one of the great comics and one of the great comic artists of all time, no question at all. How's that? Great, great. Okay, I thought that was really good. <laughs> okay. Oh, hey, hey, uh, we've got here's another one I wanted to read. To oh you. God, you know when you giggle like this, it just no. This is just yes. This, this one comes to us from Hassan. Okay, and Hassan writes. I see your work, and I, I don't know, this was sent to us on August 10th. I don't know exactly which strip he's referring to when he writes this. Okay. But he says, I see you're working on depoliticizing the comic. Keep at it. It might become funny or interesting to somebody who's not from the Bible Belt every now and then. How mean can I get here? <laughs> I'm not going to. Um, you know, I, this whole BS about foisting where I live, the state I live in, the part of the country I live in, you know, that's that's just, well, I'm not going to use bad words. We promised ourselves early on in this thing we weren't, but that's just horse feathers. I mean, that's just dumb. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm a, I'm a redneck, pickup truck driving, cha-chewing, married to my cousin kind of southerner. Does that make you happy? Well, but, uh, but besides the fact that I actually drive a sports car, I'm from Southern California, and you know, I'm married to someone who's I'm not related to in the least. Past that, why did we let you stay here? <laughs> I don't know. It's I haven't been that, I haven't been caught up in the illegal immigrant uh, roundups either. So happily, yeah. uh, <laughs> I know I you know I like reading the emails about people about people writing in going your strip is horrible, and I like reading those to see what these people think. Well, why is it horrible? Why do you not enjoy it? And you know, and we do get a lot of the because you can't draw. Yeah, we get a lot of that, and but some of them we get people actually are are very f- coherent and intelligent, explaining what's not funny about it. Uh, you know why you made an error, right. Or they just don't find it humor. But something like um, you're you must find Prickly City funny because you're from Alabama. What? Yeah, well, it's the same. You know, a friend of mine just started a blog, uh, and it's Ed Stein at the Rocky Mountain News, and I love his line. He says, you know, I say, George Bush is wrong, and you can write back, George Bush is right. That's a comment. Writing back, Ed Stein is stupid, is not a comment. It may be true, but it's not <laughs> salient to, to a discussion. And so, as I've mentioned a number of times before, if you write to me and say you're wrong because of bam, 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 and if it's even if it's cleverly written or written with great passion, those are the ones that get to me. You know, I, I don't admit that very often, but those are the ones that kind of sting because they make sense. And as I often say, I don't have a corner on the truth you know, in this show or on this uh, comic strip. So, hey, listen, it was great talking to you again after all this time. Hopefully it won't be so long next time. Uh, please continue to read and enjoy Prickly City. Uh, we're going to come out with a podcast probably in a couple of weeks from the new joint. Until then, we'll see you in the funny page. You've been listening to the Prickly City Podcast with creator Scott Stannis. If you'd like to send us an email or just see what Carmen and Winslow are up to, you can check us out on the web at www.pricklycity.com. 
I'm Toby Kemp, and until next time, take care. <laughs>